across the pod podcast where we rank our callbacks from 32 to 1. We've had 32 to 20 or 21. You know, we're now moving on to 20 all the way to number 1. So 20 for you, Sam. Uh, who's it going to be? Uh, my number 20 is Brock Purdy. Um, obviously, he's a man who replaced Jimmy Garoppolo, who's number 21. Um, after his injury last year, and then stole the starting job, not only him, but also likely Trey Lance as well, heading into the 2023 season. Um, he looked just as good as Jimmy Garoppolo did in that team as a rookie. And I don't think he can be much more than that. I just think he was perfect for the system. Um, he could be. I, I just, um, yeah, he's, and for me, it's another, he's probably just another Shanahan QB who does the same thing. He doesn't have anything special. I think Trey Lance could have something special, but I don't think he's the composed guy in the pocket who can distribute the ball. That, obviously, Purdy, Groppolo, Nick Mullins, um, CJ Befford, basically anyone who's played quarterback for the Niners um, is. So, uh, yeah, for me, Purdy, I think he... That they are talking about him being ready for the start of the season. That's my only thing. And if he's not ready, there's a lot of talk about Sam Darnold starting for the Niners um, instead of Trey Lance. So it sort of does say what they think about him, doesn't it, really? But yeah, Purdy just ahead of Garoppolo for me. I've got Purdy as well. And I think you're bang on right. I think for me, if you're looking at what he did in those few games, he was brilliant. One of the best callbacks in the league. But the very small sample size. Now, I mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo. Remember his first five games in, in the 49ers when he came in mid-season, was unbeaten, and I think they gave him a new deal. I, did they give him a new deal that summer? Or they gave him a huge deal when he first came through. He had a great start to life for the 49ers. Big expectations. Gets injured the first game of the next year, or second yeah. game, whatever it was. And, you know, he's been a he's been there for years. He's been a solid figure, but he's had constant injuries. And I think that Brock Purdy... Again, a bit like what we talked about with uh, other quarterbacks, like um, Gina, for example. You can't. You got to be careful after a few games. I think the 49ers know more than anyone else not not to get hopes up after a few games. So I think Brock Purdy, if he's anything like he was last year, I think he'll be a, you know top ten quarterback in the next five years. But at the same time, we cannot base how good he is based on what five, six, seven games where really it was you know it was great coaching. So I think Purdy had a very good time last year but I think he's got to be careful but of course the for me this is the most interesting off-season story for me and the most interesting narrative going into the season is what happened to quarterback because they gave up a lot of draft picks to get Trey Lance was it three firsts you know he yeah can't I think he, he he has to take his chance if he gets a chance to start if Purdy isn't fit Trey Lance he has to perform if he doesn't perform that will be it I can't see him being trusted again if he's got injured for the the second year in a row, third year in a row, I think he has to perform now. And I think that means is why Sam Donald, for me, is a comeback player of the year, dark horse. I think, you know, mm. if Mark Hamlin plays, he wins it automatically. I think that's a guarantee. I think two is it with a shout. But I think with Sam Donald, if Purdy's injured, Trey Lance doesn't make most of his chance. They've always talked about him being the best thrower they've ever had in the team, which I think is a crazy statement. But uh, I can't think who even made that statement. Was this... Steve Marriott, I can't think who it was. Now, someone made the statement that he was the best, most talented thrower they've ever seen in the 49ers. And I think that wow. he's proven he's not been, I don't think he's been awful. I don't think he's been great. Um, so I think that if you put him into a system where it's great coaching, like, for example, he, had, he went from Todd Bowles to um, Matt Rule in his career. 
So I think that if you can put him with Cal Shanahan, I think that if he's got any chance of realizing his potential, now's the chance. And I think that if Purdy isn't fit, Lance isn't doing it in trading or sending, and Donald comes in, I think we could see Sam Donald really have a resurgence. Uh, but I think, you know, that's why he's there. That's yeah, why he's exactly. exactly. And I think that he's not, we had many injuries things apart from the mono thing. I don't think he's had too many injuries. So I think that he might be actually the quarterback that they need after so many injury prone quarterbacks. But I think if Purdy's fit, he plays, if I'm honest. But I think Trey Lance, they'll want to at least give him a go because they gave all that draft capital for him. And if they want to trade him, they're going to have to have some sort of trade value back for him. But I think, yeah, I think that's a really interesting off-season story. Um, so, yeah, do you think Purdy starts week one as well? And judging by you picking Purdy, you also think he'll start week one? Yeah, I do. Uh, and it's just because, what you know, if it ain't broke, why fix, you know, why, why change it? Like, you got, he again, that Niners offense up until the NFC Championship game, Obviously, the elbow and everything, uh, you know, that's why they weren't producing as much. But that offense was just so fun to watch. And not only because of, you know, how many weapons they had and how entertaining it was, but also because of how they schemed up and how they did it. And obviously, Carl Shanahan, genius, like you're saying. Um, if he feels like Brock Purdy will give him the best chance to win, then he'll play Brock Purdy. And I think right now he probably does do that. Yeah. I agree. I think that what Shanahan loves is the reason why he tried to get Kirk Cousins all his years ago. He had Matt Ryan in Atlanta. I think he loves pocket pocket passes. I don't think he cares that yeah. much mobile callbacks. I think that's why I mean, Trey Lance has got the cannon arm and he's got an arm, judging by his college tape alone, like Mahomes. But you know, I think if you've got someone like Purdy who does a job like he does, that's why Garoppolo got so many chances because he likes those kind of callbacks. And I think that I think I think he I think he does like Purdy, and you know it's just you know Tom Brady was 199th overall, Drew Bledsoe was I believe a first overall pick, and Belichick went for Brady. So I think sometimes if you like your guy, where they got drafted doesn't really matter to people. So yeah, I think um, to the head coaches. So yeah, I think it's a really interesting off season for the 49ers, and I'm really intrigued how it's going to go this year. Um, number 19, I've gone for Derek Carr. Uh, of course, moved this off season from the Raiders to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I've been high on Carr in the past, but I don't know whether I don't know whether he is going to perform in the Saints. I think that he's got Chris Olave, yes, and Michael Thomas. If Michael Thomas gets back to what he is, but what we saw from Carr last year, I mean, twenty-four touchdowns, fourteen picks doesn't sound too bad, but from what I say, it wasn't a great watch, and I do worry for Carr that. Um, you know, I think also I'm not a fan of Dennis Allen as a head coach. Um, so mm. I think he's not gone to again to a great coaching system. But yeah, I, I don't think I can put him too much higher because I don't think I've seen enough these last year. I mean, a year ago he was a lot higher in my list. You know, he's a guy that took the Raiders to the playoffs. But I just don't. I think he's taken a massive nosedive, and I I do question why they moved off from Carr to get Garoppolo. Basically, a carbon copy quarterback in in Garoppolo the Raiders. So I do question the Raiders. I would have kept them at the Raiders files them. I'd rather have him than Garoppolo, as as you've seen as my list. But um, yeah, I don't know whether Carr is going to be the guy to make the Saints playoff contenders again. Um, Sam, for you, who's your number nineteen? Uh, my number nineteen is Dak Prescott. Whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa! We have our first, our second shocker of the episode. That that is um quite the. Bomb is it? Show. I don't think it is. Or I really I, don't. I, I I think he's I think he's much better than you're giving credit for. I mean, he's not uh, in my top ten, but he's certainly a guy. I think that 
you know, he had a bad year last year, granted, but I, I don't think you can put him 19. I think there's way worse callbacks than that in this list. Uh, well, I just, I'm, I must not be a fan then. Um, he's coming off a tough year. Obviously, he led the league in interceptions last year. Um, and the pressure is starting to mount now with him on that contract. When has he really actually done anything when he's always had a top 10 roster? And that's the thing, right? You know, there's Dallas kind of stuck here because... You know, they they I've had rumors about the contract. You know, that obviously it's become it's starting to get a bit of conversation now because obviously Dak's not really improved. He's just been the same guy he has been since two thousand sixteen. Really, um, there's not a potential out here for Dallas until the end of twenty the end of twenty twenty four. Um, but even then, there's a sixty one million dead cap if they cut him. Um, so they're kind of stuck here. He, he you know, he's always had the pieces around him. But he's not achieved anything. As I said, top ten roster, you know, pretty much every single year. He's had a de- decent offensive line as well. It's not like the Cowboys, you know, been rocking out there. The Brian Flores, Miami Dolphins offensive line, you know, I mean? like he's had a decent offensive line, and he's always had a couple receivers with him as well. He's a solid player, but he's just nothing special. And I mean, put it this way, right? NFC, it's it's easier to win games, uh, but for for me, he's the third QB in the NFC East. Um. And I may as well do number 18 as well. I've got Daniel Jones at number 18. I think Daniel Jones is a better QB than Dak Prescott. Um, they're, they're quite similar, actually. But uh, what Daniel Jones does have is he's got his legs. His legs are a superpower. Um, it keeps him quite high up, up on this list. Obviously, Brian Dable came in and really you know helped him improve as a, as a passer last year as well. Um, but Daniel Jones and Dak aren't very dissimilar. And for me, Daniel Jones has got the the ability that he can gain a first down of his legs and actually be quite hard to bring down as well when Dak hasn't got that. Uh, but if, for me, yeah, my my shocker maybe if as everyone else thinks is that Prescott number nineteen, but I haven't really ever rated him. I mean that certainly is a shocker. I mean, I I'm actually no, I'm not even a Dak fan. I do think he is not a big game player. I think that um, for me, he's a little bit like a Romelu Lukaku in terms of. He had all the talent, but in the, you know, I've never seen Lukaku do it in a big game. Um, that, mm. I've never seen him do it in a final, never seen him do it in, in an international tournament really that much. Um, and I think for Dak Prescott, again, yeah, I think you know, I think he's been good, but I don't think he's been great. I mean, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't put him 19, but um, I mean, I think, I think they are stuck because you look at this as well that their team is far too good to not to get a low round pick unless they trade up to get them they give away future picks or something but the team they got right now is not going to be a top 10 pick in the draft um you know defense alone you got you know, um Diggs, van der resch michael parsons you know they just drafted Maisie smith they got demarcus lawrence and then look at the offense you know, you know tony pollard cd lamb brandon cooks gallup you know um zach martin in the line it's a good team and i this think this is my uh, thing yeah they'll they'll win 10 11 games they'll get knocked out the first two rounds of the playoffs that, that's exactly what I mean. If they had a callback who could take them over the edge, they they could achieve a lot more. But that Prescott just isn't that. <laughs> like, that's you think as well about the coaching because he's had Jason Garrett and Mike McCarthy. I mean, yeah, yeah. Or if you gave him, if you gave him, if Sean Payton had gone to Dallas like he almost did ahead of McCarthy, I think Dallas would have would have made at least one NFC Championship game. And I think they could have even made it. Well, Especially 2020, I think they could have made it all the way. Not 2020, um, 2020, whatever year it was, uh, where they, I think, maybe even last season, I think they'd have gone a lot further if 
they had Sean Payton in charge. I think he's been unlucky. Oh yeah. Thing. I don't know, make I don't make Kevin Moore whatsoever, and I, I do. He's think gone to the Chargers now. Yeah, and I, I think they're going to struggle because I think he maybe an upgrade on their last guy, but I don't think he's anything special. And I think that for me that's been Dak's problem as much as that. But of course, the main problem for Dallas, I think, will always be as long as he's there. Is Jerry Jones? I do think that look, they'll never win a championship with him there. I, I think he, he holds the team back way too much. He meddles too much. I mean. I, you obviously we moan to some owners who don't give a toss. Like Stan Kronk gets a lot of stick from Arsenal fans for not being a games. Jerry Jones is at every game. You've got to give him credit for that. But at the same time, he meddles far too much. He's you he fired Jimmy Johnson when he shouldn't have. He's got all this bad. And I think he is a problem. I met a lot of Dallas Cowboys fans last year when I was um, in Seattle, and they all hate Jerry Jones. And I think that wow. I actually I actually like Jones. I like his personality, but I think he he is really holding the team back. I think far too much now. It's interesting. Um, who have you got up next? So, my 18 is Daniel Jones. Um, yeah, so, okay. It's our second lot of um, that's our third. That's our third lot now. Our third lot of uh, positions where we've got the same person. Um, Daniel Jones. I think that me. I don't like his new contract at all. I don't like the fact that he got him so much. I mean, he's earning now. Um, what's it? Forty million dollars per year which is insane and I don't think he quite earned enough I mean looking at his stats alone from last year I mean he had 15 touchdowns um so it's it's not it's not the best the best sort of numbers from him um I, I think that Brian Dable like we saw with Josh Allen he's made Daniel Jones look a lot better than he actually is and I think that they I would personally Give money to Saquon over Daniel Jones. I would have franchise tagged Jones and given money to Saquon. But you know, I think this year, I hope you know he may do it again. You never know. But I, I do question whether he is going to be someone who can live it up to what he did last season. Yeah, I, I can, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, I, I actually had a look at his season last year. Um, I went on the the PFF like um advanced stats and stuff like that, and really, he actually didn't improve that much as a passer. He just got a lot more conservative and learned how to sort of well, maybe probably like read a defense and become, you know, more one in the pocket because he, you know, he didn't get sacked as much and that kind of thing. But for me as well, it was just more him actually, like his leg, like I said, his legs for me make him, or why I think he's better than some other quarterbacks like Dak Prescott, Matt Jones. But um, they're all in a very similar mold where they haven't got special arm talent and they're just there <laughs> like you know they're just the average quarterback um but no i see exactly what you mean there um my number 17 is someone you've mentioned before Derek carr um a year ago he would have been a bit higher like you were saying as well um and i've always been a fan um been a bigger fan of him than many other people as well but last year wasn't great um he was way more aggressive um but his um Actually, yeah, so his average uh, depth of target went up, but his big time throws almost halved. So, you know, actually, when it talks about, you know, you know on the money, great throws to, you know, push, team down, push your team down the field, you know, his impact halved, which, I mean, that's 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 a lot. You know, I think it went from about 39 to 21. So, you know, he was one of the highest in the league last year to one of the lowest, in, you know, or, you know, mid table in the league this um this year just gone uh his completion percentage went from 68 percent to 60 percent as well so it's gone down quite a bit um and obviously this is a big year for his future because he has a chance to get back to form with the saints 
Um, obviously, a probably better on organization than the Raiders because they're just a mess. Um, I think many people have that opinion. Um, but I mean, like I said, the divisions between the Saints and the Panthers, unless the Bucks and the Falcons were a surprise, um, I just got a chance to lead the team to the playoffs. And to be honest with you as well, with the NFC, I can see them winning a playoff game too. Um, that's just the unique ability of it, really. Uh, but for me, for me, Derek Carr, number 17. See, I think the Saints are going nowhere near the playoffs. I mean, Derek wow. Carr, I think... I just, I just don't think he's enough to improve him. I think they might miss the, out of Alvin Kamara for a few weeks. For a few weeks, if if the ban does happen, and I think that's going to be a big miss. And I think that you know they may well get someone else in who may do a good job, but I just don't think there's enough there. I mean, yes, Olaf had a good rookie, and I think that he will get better numbers under Derek Carr as opposed to Andy Dalton. But I think apart from that, Michael Thomas has not been really the same for years now, and I, I just don't think they got enough on defense for me. Obviously, Cam Jordan, obviously, is one of my favourite players in that position. I think he's brilliant, but I just don't think they got enough. And I do think, I think that division will have one team. I don't think there'll be anyone more than just one team. And I think it'll be just one team progresses to the playoffs in that division. And I think it's between the Panthers and the Falcons for me. And I don't think the Saints are anywhere near. Is it the Falcons getting the playoffs? I think that. Even with Desmond Ridder? Yeah, I think you mentioned for running. I think they're going to run the hell out of the team. Oh, yeah. They will, for sure. But I think you know, adding Claire Campbell in, Jesse Bates, I think Jesse Bates is a big The defence is a lot better. Yeah, they, they added some pieces, to yeah. be fair. And I think that um, Arthur Smith is actually not a bad head coach. I think no. that I think the Panthers will be good because they were good last year, just lacking a quarterback. And I think you get Bryce Young in. Whether he's you know, going to have a great rookie year or not, I don't know. But I think they'll certainly be contending. I think the Buccaneers, if Baker Mayfield can produce, he's got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Uh, I think I think there's a chance. I think that division is will be actually quite exciting, but not for not for great play. I think it'll be very much like the winner goes in with like nine wins or something or eight wins, but it's very much yeah. so like last year. I think it'll be all. I think they'll all be on at least seven wins. I don't think anyone's going to be on mm. like maybe two or three wins, but I think they'll all be around the seven to eight to nine to nine mark. Um, Seventeen for me. I've got Geno Smith. Um, I, I like what I saw. Thirty touchdowns, eleven interceptions. Over four thousand yards, but yeah, it's that question of you know he did, he did more than uh, Jones, Carr, Pickett, Jones all for me last season. This worthy does it again, but I think he got Pete Cowell there. For me, I think he's he's turned so much from him being a problem in Seattle to it being Russell Wilson being a problem, and he's proved that that trade he made. I mean, that was probably one of the best trades I've seen in years. I mean, getting multiple first rounds for Russell Wilson and getting Gina Smith and all, all, everything in return he got. It's, I think it's just a brilliant story. And I think Pete Cowell has really shown, and also getting Devin Witherspoon with that pick as well. I think they've done a really good job at that front office. And I think that Gina Smith, will, again, he'll benefit from that this year. Um, my number 16 is a player that I think will be my top 10 in a year's time. Justin Fields. I think that we saw a massive upgrade, a massive improvement in, in last season alone. You give him DJ Moore, and I think that you personally get a much more... That's one thing he was lacking last year was a good receiver. And now he's got him to go alongside Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney, who will do a lot of better at number, at number two, number three, rather than number one choice receiver. So you've got DJ Moore there. I think this team, whilst I think they'll be, they won't go far, I think they may make the playoffs, but they may not make the playoffs. I think their division is quite tough, but I think we'll see Fields take another step towards being a top 10 callback. And I think this time next year, if we do it again next year, this, this podcast, I can predict him being in my top 10. Um, but for you, Sam, who's your 16? Uh, my number 16 is Jared Goff. Um, so, you know, number 16, the sort of prime meridian, the average 
uh, QB. Anyone above Jared Goff is can be considered a franchise quarterback. Anyone below, you've got to worry about. Uh, as the Iran NFL podcast do every year, their Dalton scale. Um, uh, yeah, he's coming off his second best season in his, in his career. Obviously, the one where they went to the Super Bowl, the Rams was the number one. Um, but he's got really good pocket presence. He's someone who can really sense a blitz um, and do something about it. Um, and yeah, I, I, I mean, for me, he's the perfect bridge quarterback because he's a leader. Um, he can do, you know, most, he can function an offense to a level where he could probably get you a playoff berth or at least get you nine, 10 wins. Um, Cause like I said, that Detroit roster is good, but it's not some of the others in the NFC. Um, and again, for me, like, even if Detroit move on to Hendon Hooker down the line, a couple of years or whatever, I think it will still find a job somewhere else um, because this stint in Detroit has really shown me that Jared Goff uh, is a great QB. They go great. I think he's good. Um, And I don't think the Rams should have discarded him in the way they did, really. Um, But I I really rate Jared Goff. Yeah, 16 for me. Honestly, anyone above here, I really like as quarterback. So that's, that's high praise. Yeah, I actually don't really hate the golf trade because they got a ring from it. I think long true, true. Yeah, I mean, long term they would have been better to stick with golf. I think long term he'd been better answered than Stafford. But I think Stafford will have a renaissance this year. I think he'll get back if if he's healthy, which I don't. He wasn't at all really last year. I think he'll do better. But I think you know they can't. I don't think they can really moan too much because they got a ring out of it. I think you know if we lost that game, I think you could be thinking a different story. But I think the fact that they got a Super Bowl from Stafford, who called through the winning touchdown past the cup, I think. Really, I think it's one of those win-win trades for everyone. Lions got a great quarterback in Jared Goff, and Rams get a ring with Stafford. So, yeah, I think that's definitely one of the more recent examples of a trade where you know everyone everyone won it. Um, now over to number fifteen. So um, back to you, actually, Sam, for your number fifteen. My number fifteen is Tua. Ooh, um, okay. Yeah, I think many people might have expected me to put him a bit higher on this list, but. Um... That he he's one of the hardest QBs to rank just because like what is he? Last season he showed that he can be a top five quarterback when given help, and or when at you know at least some sort of help compared to what he had under Brian Flores, where he, you know he was running for his life behind the offensive line, and he really only had Jalen Waddle um across the middle of the field, and that's it. Um, for me, I think I love him as a quarterback. His, you know, the accuracy, the ball placement is so good, and that's something I look for. Um, his movement as well, the way he throws is so fluid. Uh, but it's just it's durability. <laughs> like I, I honestly, I, I'd put him in the top ten if I was confident that he's going to survive another three, four seasons. But I'm not. Um, you know, he actually avoided a body injury last year, so he didn't get hurt to say. You know, he would have played all 16 games, but obviously the concussions, the three of them, um, the serious brain injuries um, he had instead. So, uh, yeah, there are that. Yeah, that's right. There is that. But, uh, um, yeah, for me, like I said, anyone above here, I really like as a QB, and I think you can win a Super Bowl with personally. Uh, but, yeah, I, to uh, I, it, it's just it's just the health, you know. If, if he comes out and balls next year, he'll be in the top 10, without a doubt. It's just... Can you play sixteen games? And that I don't I don't believe so, personally, right now. Yeah, that is the biggest question mark. I think that 
You know, I think there's a lot of, you know, I think we've answered a lot of our defensive worries by getting Vic Fangio in on defensive coordinator, getting in Jaden Ramsey, as well as drafting people like Cam Smith. But I think that is, for me, the I think offensive line is one as well. But I think, for me, the biggest question by far in this whole offseason for the Dolphins is Tua. And I think that we all saw last year when he was when he was healthy, he was great. I mean, yeah, the odd game, but who has who has had a bad game each season? You know, everyone gets bad games, but you know, most games where he was healthy, he was brilliant. Um, you know, I I think that he, I'm I think for me personally, he's definitely a comeback player, the candidate. I think this, year, I think he's gonna have a really good year. I think you know whether the jujitsu lessons are that big. I don't know whether that'll be a that'll actually help. If it, it may help. And I think he's definitely taken steps to try and solve that. Um, I think as well, Mike Daniel surely has to learn to, to run the ball more. I think that's also the biggest issue is that we were going far too much pass heavy in terms of our constantly using the ball in, in the air, especially second half of games. I think that if if we get Dalvin Cook or we stick with most of A-Kane and, and Jeff Wilkin, if we just run the ball more, which we should have done more, there's games that we should have really run the ball more. And I think that if we do that, that will really help to preserve Tua's health. I think that not having the constantly use uh, use it in the air, I think it's a massive, it will be massive help to Tua. And I think that I think this year, Percy, he's going to have a great year. I mean, I've been, you know, a regular doubt of Tua, but I'm actually firmly on the other side now. And I think that he can become a good quarterback if he stays healthy. If he stays healthy, I think he's top 10 for me. But I never thought I'd see the day. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I After all a... the conversations we've had in this podcast over the last couple of years about Tua, I never thought, I mean, you could even have him higher than me, which I, I, I yeah. never thought I'd see the day. Like it, it, but um, yeah, the good thing to actually know about Tua as well is this year will be the first year we're going to see him uh, with the same uh, offensive play caller for two years in a row. He's not had that since high school. So this is, this is the first time we're going to see Tua in a system that he actually knows, you know, week one of the season. So that's something that I'm really excited for. And like I said as well, if if I wasn't worried, he might, you know, potentially die on the field, which, you know, there was some moments last year, then I really would think he'd be a top 10 quarterback. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think time will tell. But I've, that, I've definitely gone higher than 15th. But, um... Wow, I, honestly, I never thought I'd see the day you got <laughs> higher than me. I, but I, I, the thing is, well, I, other than my number fourteen, but thirteen onwards, these guys are like my guys. So, so, so maybe, maybe that's that's just what it is. But no, I, I wanted to put him higher, but I thought let's be realistic, put him number fifteen. <laughs> well, my fifteen is a guy that I actually hate as a callback, but I think he's shown a lot more over his career than these other callbacks below have. Uh, Kyler Murray. Um, I think that, you know, 14 touchdowns, seven picks, obviously not as many games last year, and obviously he's missing a lot of next year as well. And I don't think he's going to be anything special. I think you've got, he's got to be careful as well because he came in. The, the Cardinals have proved they're not a team that won't shy away from making quick decisions. And, you know, we saw that with Josh, after a year, Josh Rosen faded away. And mm. Murray was brought in with the new implement of Kings. Kingsbury's new head coach, but now he's gone. Steve Kime, who drafted him, GM, he's gone, taking a break for health reasons. So you've got to be careful. And I think that he's got to be really careful this year because he's going to go into a team that may well go 0-6 if, if it's Colt McCoy for his first six games. He's going to come into this situation where they're likely to be certainly in the top three. And whether that's Michael May or whether that's um, Caleb Williams, the fans will be like to want his name, and I think that Murray, he's now playing for a coach in um, name's uh, Steve Stryker, I think his name is. 
I forgot his name now. No, just, uh, Shane, Shane. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, I forgot. Shane. Yeah. yeah all the, all the Eagles there. ones. Yeah. All the Eagles ones. Yeah. <laughs> so you come in with um, Jonathan Gallon. You know, he's oh, yeah. not. He didn't draft Kyler. It wasn't no, true, true. It was a massive thing. And he's got to be careful because he's going to come in. He's going to basically. Gallon's coming into a team where Murray's likely not to be even be training or not even practicing. It's going to be Colt McCoy and whoever the backup is after Colt McCoy. And I think you get that situation where he's not used to having Murray in the situation. Murray comes in mid-season, and I think it's a big worry for Murray because he is going to likely be in a team which finishes with the first, second, or third worst record in the league. Now, if they, if they like him, they could trade down. You never know. But if Gannon falls in love with Caleb Williams and they get that first overall pick, and Caleb Williams will be first overall pick, unless a team with a good quarterback has a stinker of a year, it's going to be him in the one overall pick, and Kyler Murray, I think we're done. And I think that he'll get a, I think he'll get a starting spot somewhere else. Could be Washington, could be Denver. You never know, or could be anyone like that. But I think that he is really in danger of losing his job. And I think that whilst same as coaches and players, you get you get you get three chances as a starter or as a head coach. I think he'll get a chance somewhere else. But I think as a cardinal, I do think this will be potentially his last year as a cardinal. Um, do you see any way he stays, uh, Sam? Um, I, I I can see it, especially if, well, if if he plays, you know, obviously there's gonna be Cole Col- McCoy at the start of the season. If he plays more games than they'd expect him to, then yeah, I can see him staying because I expect they probably get more wins than needed for the number one overall pick. But that being said, this roster is terrible, so I don't know. But you're totally right with what you're saying. There, they've got a completely new organization in Arizona, new GM. New head coach and Jonathan Gannon, like you were saying, uh, um, he looks like a uh, the, the typical Madden um, head coach. I don't know if you've seen the memes going around, but he no, just I've looks not like the, that, no. uh, he just looks like the generic Madden head coach. Um, yeah, yeah, and just whilst I was changing my lights, that the color of my lights are you were saying, um, obviously about you know Caleb Williams and that that being a potential, and that is completely. Fair, but they did the exact same thing to Josh Rosen, but Kyler Murray is better than Josh Rosen by quite some margin. Mm. So whether that actually happens, I'm not sure. But yeah, no, yeah, I think it's fair. And I've, I mean, I've got Kirk Cousins as my number fourteen, um, and I've got Kyler at thirty. So I'll just go through Kirk Cousins now quickly before going to Kyler. But um, he's very consistent. But is he actually great? You know, it's kind of a thing where like. You know, if Tua could stay healthy, I'd probably have Tua above Kirk Cousins. Um, but I mean, you got to say to hit to his credit, he never gets injured. <laughs> like that is something that he's never really got injured at all. Um, again, the other thing as well is how good will he do in the AFC? That is a, you know, another another thing where it's like we put him in the AFC. He, I don't think the the Vikings will get in the playoffs personally, um, especially if they're in a stat division like the East or the North. Um, but all the West, <laughs> yeah, it's only really the South that you you know you struggle to find playoff teams already. Um, but he did have a down year in his first year of Kevin O'Connell, and he is a free agent, um, this off season as well. So that that uh, long deal somehow that's gone like that is it, now it's now expiring. Like what the hell? I remember that that thirty million a year contract being groundbreaking at the time in free agency, but yeah, in in twenty eighteen. But now yeah, that's done. Yeah, the you know down year last year will the vikings re-sign him that you know there is that to be said 
if if they're good, then they probably will do because they're kind of stuck. They're like Dallas. They're just kind of they're too good to tank for quarterback, and they're they're not good enough to win a Super Bowl at quarterback. It's a similar thing. And all these guys, you know, probably twenty to thirteen, I'd say now with Kyler, they're all quite obviously Kyler's different, but twenty to fourteen with Kirk Cousins, they're all quite similar. It's like again, two is my only one where I think he can be more than Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins kind of quarterback. But will he play enough? When everybody else is Jimmy Garoppolo, Bob Purdy, Geno Smiths, you're like they're, they're just solid quarterbacks. Uh, my number thirteen, like I said, Kyler Murray. Um, I love small mobile quarterbacks, so it's why I got him a bit higher than you. Um, but again, you what what what's he had around him in his time in Arizona? Really, like he's been yeah, but he's been coached by Cliff Kingsbury the whole time we've not seen him with anybody else as his head coach or offensive caller a player caller it's because but you know <laughs> that, there is something to be said in that and also i'm not being funny the cardinals are one of the least run you know least well-run organizations in the league as well you know steve kime got hired for sorry five for a reason um so i i just i like i was saying earlier when I, when you were saying earlier i've got more faith in kyla than you do i honestly if the draft if they draft Caleb Williams, and I hope Kyler goes somewhere with a good roster because I think he can be a top 10 quarterback with a good roster. Maybe even top five. I really rate his... I think he's quite good. I love like I, said, I love the Russell Wilson-style quarterbacks. That's, that's that's my mould of QB. Oh, yeah. For Marius, I think for me, the, the whole the whole contract thing is really just ruining his reputation. Oh, that, there that. was that as well. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the whole Call of Duty thing. Yeah, that it, it does make sense. <laughs> but I, I just got a little bit of hope that Kyler Murray can be what we thought he'd be when he got job in number one overall. Well, I've just found, I don't know if you can see it, I found on Twitter the generic, again, my liking pop better. Yeah. It, it, it does look a lot like Gannon. And, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah he, he, for me, he looks like an accountant to me. I, 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 if I saw him... Without knowing he was a coach, I would never ever say a sports coach. I would say accountant or lawyer or teacher. Yeah. I would not. Or um, who's the guy from Practical Jokers? Is it Mur? I, I can't. I, I'm not sure. I've never seen it. But... Oh well, there's there's what on that program. There's one that looks just like him. Um, oh really? Yeah, it's. Um, I'll show you the pictures later on. Um, right before we head to another quick break, um, fifth uh, sorry, fourteenth me is Russell Wilson. Um, Okay. Guy that I've liked in the past, but the down year is concerning. Now, I do think part of that is uh, Nate Hackett, but I, I do think Sean Payton, I think, could guide this team to the playoff. I think Russell Wilson could have bounced back year, but of course, it's not Sean Payton's guy like Drew Brees was. You don't know how it's going to work out. Mm. So, Russell Wilson for me is concerning 16 picks, sorry, 16 touchdowns, 11 picks, uh, just three and a half thousand yards. For a guy that gets 48 million, four, four and a half million pounds per year on average, and all the draft picks they gave up so far, it's not good. But I do have faith he'll come back. Speaking of which, I have faith that Matthew Stafford comes back, and he is my number 13. Um, for me, I think that he has had one bad year, but I do think the Rams will, will come back this year. If Stafford's healthy, I think you got, as long as you got Cup and Aaron Donald in this team, I think anything's possible. I don't think they'll go anywhere near the Super Bowl again. But I can see him making back to the playoffs potentially, maybe even winning one playoff game. But I just don't see it being, you know, a team that's going to do. But at the end of the day, they got what they came for. They got their ring. Um, and yeah, it's it's just what you know. I would take that in a heartbeat. I'm sure you'd be as well, Sam. We would take. I would take four bad years for one good year, which ends in a ring. I really would. Give me 
if you if you if I had, if I had a choice now, if I had a genie cut to me and go, you can have a choice of five, uh, nine win seasons, only two playoff wins, or give me four, three win seasons and a Super Bowl win. I would take down a heartbeat. Would you as well, Sam? Do you know what I I do actually agree with you because the the 2019 for me as a Miami Dolphins fan was one of my favorite seasons to watch because I knew we were going to be really bad but we st- you know that that Ryan Fitzpatrick led team was so Aww. fun to watch towards the end of the year like even you know when we missed out on the chance to get Joe Burrow like it was it was that team was so great and the hype going into the draft and everything going you know and then obviously the last what was it two years of Brian Flores um the the there was a, obviously the defense played well but there was never really like a feeling of excitement or anything because there was always the controversy surrounding you know his his dislike of Tua and everything like that. You know, like for me, the next two years quite you know soured as a Dolphins fan. And obviously, contended for the playoffs the next two years as well, but they went you know went nearly as enjoyable as that twenty nineteen season because it was just the hope more than anything that you might be able to you know you might be able to get something get you know rebuild into a great team. You know, with a franchise quarterback, which obviously the Dolphins have not had in a very, very long time. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, that I I do agree with you there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sadly for us, we sort of couldn't tank properly. We did new we did new car chances of getting um Joe Burrow, but I think what we got right now, two is absolutely fine. But I do wonder what if you had Burrow alongside Tyreek Hill model? That would just be unbelievable. Um, well, you're seeing it with the Bengals. He, you know, you got Chase yeah. and. A boy in Higgins that is yeah, I mean, you are you are seeing it now you probably would get the same thing, but also i I actually think that dolphin's offensive line the first the, those two last years of Brian Flores was worse than what Joe Burrows had, so he might also have been injured the entire time, so you do have to put that yeah, in mind as well it's a good point, so, it's, a good point. <laughs> it's a good point, yeah, I mean Bo obviously the most sacked quarterback in postseason and seat ball history. After that season, but at the same time, I don't think he'd have done much better with that. Oh, like we had, if you got Austin Jackson, it's like a, it's, it's like a death sentence, really. But um, yeah, no, it's it certainly, um, you know, certainly one we'll have to uh, keep an eye on next year is whether we improve. Because if he doesn't, doesn't, if our line doesn't improve, we really are in trouble. But we are going to head to the break. <laughs> when you come back, we're going to finish off our top ten. See you guys in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> 